0: Welcome to the Safety Third Podcast. This is a very, very special episode, as usual. It's just Nigel and I, but we're trying to trick I Did a Thing into joining. He said he was too tired, but then uh, Alan said something about poker, and so he thinks we're playing poker, and now he's here. And Alex, welcome to the podcast. We're not playing poker. We're recording a podcast. And now that we got you here...
1: Oi. Oi! Wait, actually... Uh, I mean you How didn't, bad you are, are you? The link didn't I mean he is tired You didn't see the link Said safety third podcast in
0: it Well Well that's why I was so suspicious And why I didn't click on it Why you had to get me in Because I was like It looked like fucking poker You can just leave You can just show up To the first 30 seconds And leave Or are you hungover? I just went away for New Year's oh, I don't know what that means Why aren't you playing poker? I was excited well, to stop work And come gamble with you boys <laughs> You can come talk to us. I mean about, we can play poker. We could play. How do we has anyone ever done that? Playing poker in a podcast, non-consuming. <laughs> the cards are all different. Alright, I'll go first. Uh do you have any
1: aces? No.
0: <laughs> this is a great start. A great are we gonna
1: get uh Chubby Emo? Uh, he said, Can I play? I di- I messaged him, and I, said, <laughs> I, messaged him and I said I messaged him
0: and I said because uh, Bernard wanted to join and I said, we're not actually playing poker. We're just trying to trick Alex onto the podcast. No! he said, uh, okay. <laughs> Do you want, I can ask him. I don't know if he has his webcam set up. This is such a good, we're so good at this.
1: <laughs> I told him, I told him. <laughs> I said right, it Al- in the thing. Alex, so- now's your
0: chance to leave. <laughs> Unless you want to stay. You no. are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh i would have and just stayed i the would have been... title of the
0: podcast is i did a thing uh rage quits
1: podcast i would have been too i would have been bullied uh... and pressured into staying what we should actually do is oh he's here <laughs>
0: hello hi oh god uh do you have a light you look like shit thank
2: you <laughs> thank you uh i do give me one sec
0: this is okay. all
1: being recorded already
2: Oh! It is, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we have a great we have a great intro where we the, bait Alex onto the, the podcast, podcast started, and he's so hungover that he just leaves when he yeah. realizes
1: we're not playing poker. Ah. Okay. All
2: right. Give me one sec.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a, what an great. amazing podcast! People I'm just so joining proud. randomly.
0: Who is our? Who did we have last week? Was that Bernard? I'm I don't actually remember. Did we post? Yeah, we did. Post I don't think one.
1: there was. Maybe yeah, I think it was. I think that was the last one. So then, so he's doubling up. Is he doubling up? I thought I gave some. Did I not send something to Zach? Am I crazy? I am
0: losing my mind. It's too many things. I don't know. What? What was last? Yo, it was,
2: was Maker's Muse. Maker's Muse.
0: Oh, Maker's Muse. Oh, it was Maker's Muse. Okay. Yeah, Maker's oh. Muse is the one that we just recorded. Okay.
2: okay. How's this for light? Is it we got everything.
0: that's good. Okay. All right. Nigel, want to turn your volume up a little bit?
1: My volume. I thought it was pretty good.
0: Uh, look at the bar. You can see it on the. Uh, check Interface. check yeah it's pretty loud. yeah it's pretty quiet mine could go it's up weird because I oh, didn't my...
1: change it since last time hmm it actually I just turned it up but it might be bad because you can always just edit that later we have today's special last minute guest Bernard Chibu.
0: you know a lot of people are asking uh where they always ask where Nigel is um and oh, yeah. they wanted right. to hear nigel's interaction with the doctor they said the medical chemistry i don't believe it that the medical chemistry would be interesting but there's like a couple of people that complain that mm. nigel wasn't there to talk to bernard
2: oh i i guess it was like in context of like the chemistry and then like toxicology kind of stuff like mm. like i briefly talked about like uh toxic heavy metals in the oh, last man. episode and kind of like the mechanism of action of it It's usually mediated through sulfur and it's based on like the valence shell electrons. Like, um, tin isn't poisonous, but lead is. So when you go one down in that group, uh, all Mm. of a sudden it becomes poisonous because it's like silicon, germanium and tin and like silicon, uh, and carbon are not poisonous. Tin isn't poisonous either. But once you get to lead, that's where the poisoning starts happening. So it's usually mediated by that, the valence shell electrons based on that configuration. So like, if you remember from like high school chemistry, like (laughs) what is it? 1s2, 2s2, 2p6, Mm. that kind of stuff. By the time you get to that extra, I think it's like, don't quote me on this. It's like 3d10 or something. But like, by the time you get there, there's actually like a changing of the electrons within that energy level and that Mm. orbital. So it, it has a, plus two charge. Whatever the case is, it it allows it to start to interact with sulfur. And the problem with that is you have two amino acids in the body that are made with sulfur. And so when that heavy metal starts to get into the protein complexes, it can actually start to make the enzymes fold differently and just completely inactivate them. And that leads to cellular dysfunction, which then causes the oxidative stress and then ultimately Hmm. like the neurotoxicity and the death that happens
0: i can't believe how robust people's bodies are because when you start explaining stuff like that it makes me think you're like one little like grain like one little sugar cube away from just completely falling apart like how the hell does something so complicated work at all i mean like it just blows
1: my mind yeah i mean so actually to respond to what bernard said i did pharmacology and took some toxicology classes and i never even heard of that Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the I mean, I just... Is... It never went further than, like, what they affected. It, we Because I guess, like, pharmacology is pretty... The biochem goes in a lot of depth. But then, like, the pharmacology side... Well, it wasn't super in-depth toxicology stuff, so we didn't... We kind of just did surface stuff. Um, yeah, I never actually heard of that before. I never really questioned <laughs> why the, the heavier metals actually uh, were more toxic. Yeah. But... Wait, I want to comment on Will's thing. That is, it, it is true. Like, I, I do think about that sometimes. Like, how much uh, abuse bodies can take. Yeah. And still somehow. It's, it's
0: actually, like, people can actually, like, actively try to kill themselves. And it's... your body just is like, nope. Well, it's like
1: alcohol. <laughs> I'll figure it out. One of the big reasons yeah, why like alcohol like affects you the way it does. It just goes everywhere. So, it's like it gets in, when you drink it, it, like, goes. I think it goes in your inner ear and just messes stuff up. It just starts like hmm. affecting stuff in your brain. It kind of just goes everywhere, and I'm. I always thought I'm like, mm. it's weird how you can just do that routinely, and it just doesn't cause. I mean, over years it does, but
0: what what is the uh, what do you guys think is the reason that people claim like is there any validity to the like tequila makes me you know go crazy and
1: this gives me a hangover and this like, w- I think that it's true to a certain extent because it's like. Vodka is basically just ethanol and water, like for like for the most part. Like triple distilled vodka is basically just slightly not pure ethanol. Whereas like tequila, anytime you get an alcohol that's colored, you get further away from like a pure ethanol. And like a lot of the whiskeys and stuff, they just put there's other stuff in it which gives it the flavor. Um, And that's actually I think why it messes me up worse. But it could do something, but it's probably just all psychological. (laughs) Bernard, as a
0: medical professional,
1: (laughs) do you disagree or agree with my official analysis? What gives you hangovers?
0: Oh, what gives you hangovers is the buildup. Wait, that was the question. <laughs> well, it's kind of the same thing. It's like a hangover you said, versus no, you, you feeling you different said, versus. Does
1: tequila make you go crazy? Does it make I... you take.
0: Why does tequila make me take my clothes off, Bernard? <laughs> 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 also, I'm not done with the chicken nugget conversation. We still need to come oh, to okay. that. Right. of Which chicken nugget I'm going to eat. Yeah,
1: no,
2: I, I think I think Nigel's right with in terms of like the fermentation process and like the distillation, uh, and then just kind of like I, I don't know exactly how the different kinds of alcohols are made, but by the time you get to like the the different colors like I, what is it wor- bourbon, right and Scotch like I, it has to have it's some from of the stuff. wood
0: right like it's from the like the toasted barrels they, like they put them in old wine barrels. I think or, that's like,
1: like part of it. It's part, but of it. there's also they don't just so like vodka. Some people who do it, you just you could start borderline with just cane sugar. Yep. I like did that just want, in high school. Yeah, like, but for the whiskeys and other stuff, you don't start. You start with like a complex sugar and some other like from something else. You don't just pour cane sugar in. As far so as I know, other
0: see. reactions going on besides just ethanol being made by the yeast. Like, there's other weird things. Like, is it the I, yeast eating other stuff, or is it?
1: In general, the yeast. It just makes other stuff, I think.
2: I, yeah, I don't think it, it's like it's like a one product reaction. I mean, it, it 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 is supposedly like a living thing, right? So I I I don't know, like the very specifics. Um, I guess the the chemical engineering part of me would come out if if I had, like worked in that space to be like, because that was like the only. Uh, so when I graduated college, uh, in the mid like recession had just hit. So like the only like engineering jobs that you could get in the Midwest, like maybe could have been like some kind of like alcohol facility. (laughs) It was all like consumer goods, like especially in the Midwest. And like even that was a maybe like in my graduating class, we had like 40 people in chem E and like one person had a full time job (laughs) at the end of it. it. Like graduating like in recession was like the worst thing ever. Like, I mean, you, you had people finishing law school and like they were working as like Starbucks baristas, like they couldn't even do anything <laughs> to do with law. And like it was just it was tough on everyone. And it, it was like that for like years, like until like 2011, 2012. Um, but to, to Will's question about uh, the the what causes hangovers is that uh, ethanol is broken down twice in the mm. body. So it's first broken down to acetaldehyde and then broken down then to acetic acid or or vinegar acetate. So the buildup of the acetaldehyde is what causes some people to be flush and then also causes um, the the hangovers later. And that's just because breaking down to acetic acid takes longer than the initial breaking down to acetaldehyde.
0: So then why would something like wine, people claim, gives you a, a worse hangover? Or something with a lot of sugars in it will give you a worse hangover? Is it just like multiple things that are giving you a headache?
2: That's a good question. I don't I don't know. I mean, like for me, I, I guess I never drank enough different stuff to like think like what would give me a worse hangover.
1: Um, I've definitely noticed the dark – like so I don't drink very much, but when – like I said, when I did drink – I could drink a bunch of vodka, and then as long as I had a decent amount of water, I'd be fine. But I remember just having whiskey once, and I had barely any. And I woke up the next day, and I was confused. Why? I thought I was sick because I never really got hungover. But whenever I had whiskey, I just felt terrible the next day. Or scotch. So it's like I have a personal association with it. I Um, wonder if it's
0: just a bunch of bad personal anecdotes that have like kind of collectively— Like, people try to figure out, like, why do I feel like shit? But well, the thing is, they, like, always feel like shit. They just
1: they don't remember how <laughs> bad they felt last time. And I so think there's assume, definitely oh. something to it, though, because they throw a bunch of random – I say random stuff. I could look it up what they use to make, like, whiskey or scotch. It doesn't make just ethanol. It makes long-chain alcohols. So it makes, like, a bunch of other stuff. Hmm. So it's, like – I think that it does – Make you it definitely i think I don't know, it definitely affects you, I feel a
0: long chain alcohol,
1: like ethanol's too, right. so like technically propanol, so like rubbing alcohol, methanol, butanol,
2: you don't want methanol, oh yeah <laughs> methanol will cause uh neurologic
1: damage yeah but oh, that's
0: a, actually this is great look at that, I read People, that the comments it, were right they knew that if there was a chemistry we'd be talking about medical chemistry i
1: i read though that methanol is uh I, does it get you drunker it's more potent i think it is it, it, my so on. but 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 ethanol is an antidote to methanol it is so there's the story... so all you have to do is put the perfect amount of methanol in your ethanol so that yeah. the ethanol outcompetes the methanol, yeah. But you get an yeah. extra kick. Wouldn't the kick? Wait. <laughs> okay. Okay. But wait, if you wait, mess wait. up, you're so, dead. So...
0: so here's here's like here's my wait. I my... should say is
1: sorry. I have to say this disclaimer. Do not do that. I don't endorse that. <laughs> I don't like, think is anyone, anyone actually
0: stupid enough to listen to any of the shit we
1: talk about. Uh, we I was no, I, should, I was joking, that. but people actually do put uh so
0: here's here's like the methanol meme it's like back in prohibition days because i looked all this up when i when i tried to distill my own i didn't even try i did distill yeah methanol doesn't in high school it's not even a risk
1: when you when you do moonshine
0: yeah they will the problem is they would ferment it in an an unsafe environment so they would use like a bathtub they would they would ferment their mash in a bathtub And that would be completely exposed to the open environment. And so all sorts of other things would be happening inside of the fermentation process. Then when they distilled that, they would end up with high concentrations of methanol. And then they would drink that and it would make them go blind.
2: So it's it's the head of the distillate. So actually, the beginning of what you get at the distillations, which you got to pour out. But it doesn't always... Because it
0: has, like, a lower vapor point, probably. So,
1: because methanol boils, I think, at, like, 6 DC. I'm going to fact-check myself. Yeah. But the thing is C. that
0: if you do ingest methanol, what they do is they feed you ethanol. Yes. So Because the ethanol will, for whatever reason, prioritize inside of your liver.
1: It's a competitive and the inhibitor. Yeah. So it's okay, broken down so by the same here, enzyme.
0: Here's a question, and this is sort Wait, of like... I,
1: Ask got... your question, but I do want to come back to the moonshine thing. No, we're, all, some, we're, uh, we're still
0: on the moonshine. It's about comments that. So, like, to me. alcohol, like, mm-hmm. this is kind of, like, a, a, a weird thing that I think doesn't get. It, it's like, it, I don't know. When you eat something like, like sugar, the sugar isn't sweet as sugar when it hits your tongue, right? It's like the sugar gets broken down and then hits your tongue, and that's what tastes sweet, right?
1: Mm. Or is no, it the actual just... sugar malt? I think so.
0: Is it just the sugar? Okay, so, like, when you drink alcohol, is it the ethanol that makes you drunk or the byproduct of ethanol that makes you drunk?
1: Uh, the ethanol makes you drunk.
0: So you lose your drunkness as your liver as you... processes the ethanol into whatever it processes the ethanol into. And the methanol will make you drunk until your liver processes the methanol into the byproducts. The so... problem is what your liver processes methanol into,
1: that's what's toxic. It turns it into formaldehyde, which is not great. But the problem is, sorry, you
2: have to go. So it's formaldehyde and then formic acid.
1: Which yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and okay. that's the thing because it does it. There's a high con. It's. I mean, Bernard would know more, but it's like I think there's a higher concentration. It concentrates in your in your optic nerve, right? For whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. So it just fries so you, your your eyeballs. Yeah, you go so if blind. If you feed
0: someone a bunch of ethanol, the ethanol will, will it just like. I mean, I, why would it be prioritized in the liver or would it just make it so that less methanol is processed?
1: So, yes. So that, that's you pee it out is, sooner, I think.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. So what it does is it's a competitive inhibitor of, um, one of the, the dehydrogenases. So it, it, no. <laughs> it prevents, it prevents the formation of formic acid. So by having
1: oh, yeah. alcohol, alcohol dehydrogenase. it actually
2: yeah. kicks the methanol out of the enzyme so that the formic mm. acid doesn't get produced. And then oh, so
0: we'll literally prioritize ethanol.
2: Yeah, and then, then that's what cool. happens? The methanol appears in the urine. So that's what happens.
0: So so it's not the methanol that kills you. It's after your body has processed the yeah. methanol mm-hmm. or blinds you. I mean, yeah. See, that's wild to me. Is that your body is actually turning it into something toxic and you don't even realize it? I feel like there's a lot of stuff like that where it's the, it's not the actual thing. It's the thing your body does to the thing that causes problems.
1: Wait, so I just want to go back to the the moonshine thing, because yeah. like what Bernard said, it was the heads. So when you distill, it comes off as like fractions uh, of like the light. The lower boiling point comes off first, and you get to higher and higher and higher. Um, so ethanol boils around eighty C, but methanol is around sixty five. And if you if you mixed ethanol, water, and methanol, and you distilled it. It kind of gets stuck around 65-ish for a while, and then pretty much all the methanol comes over. Then it climbs to, like, 80, and Mm. you start getting what's an azeotrope of water and— So, like, a mixture of water and ethanol comes over. It's really hard to split them. So what you're supposed to do is collect all the methanol, then collect a bit extra once it gets to 80, and then throw it out or just discard it. That's what you're supposed to do. fire. Then you collect that cool. whatever you want for a while. And then when the temperature starts rising or something happens, you stop. And the, the, it's the tails that also is like the longer chain alcohols that you don't want. Or maybe you do for flavor. I don't know. Um, but from what I understand in Prohibition, what they did was in theory, if they just distilled it in, if they started with their barrel and distilled it all into just one large container and then poured it into jars, they'd be fine. They would have been totally fine because your ratio of methanol to ethanol is always the same. And in any fermentation, you can almost not like wine, beer. They all have methanol in them. But because there's so much more ethanol, Mm. it doesn't matter. Right. But by distilling it and then what they did was they collected it directly in small containers. So like the first jar could just be pure methanol. And then the next jar is like 80% methanol. Right. (laughs) And it's like. So the first five people just got annihilated, and then it's like you start getting to pure ethanol, and then, you know, they don't want to lose their money, so they just keep collecting into the tails, and those people are getting drunk on borderline, like, you're getting to, like, gasoline-level just, like, so, long-chain stuff. <laughs>
0: gasoline-level? Like it, oh, okay. It's not what actual is, gasoline. What is, like, a super long-chain of, of Well, long no,
1: gasoline's mostly, like, hexanes up to, like—it's, like, six to ten carbons, I think, is, like, average. I think well, like something alcohol has an OH on it. So that's why I say it's technically not gasoline, but you're just getting into like these long chains. They just smell and they don't really taste very good. I mean, so <laughs> so I don't do even they think drunk. they get you that drunk. They do you
2: get broken down by the alcohol dehydrogenase. Uh,
1: that is true,
2: which is interesting. So like, what is it? Um, isopropyl alcohol, if you drink yeah. it, it becomes nail polish remover in your body like it acetone, acetone. That's,
1: oh dear but what's but what's also interesting is that like what is it if you if you don't eat for a long time you'll you you, you can smell acetone on your breath yeah kind of i mean that's like i mean i'm talking about like like a long time like yeah. you're 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 burning your proteins yeah like when if you're you, if you
0: drink a cup of acetone you can also smell acetone on your breath
1: i'm just saying that it was to go back to your point will about like just how bodies are weird is that like acetone hey, speak as for i yourself. know to use it is <laughs> <as> a solvent <laughs> but it's like if you don't eat for a, a long time and you go into like it's it's when you really starve right like when you start breaking down proteins um i think you'll actually start letting off like I mean, you produce, it produces acetone.
2: Yeah, it produces, yeah, that's like kind of the gist of like ketosis and like diet kind of thing. Although not, kind of, not really. We're talking like clinical starvation. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like you didn't eat for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. What is
0: your medical opinion on boofing alcohol? Uh, Do we tell people what boofing is? (laughs) Actually, I feel like I should read the official definition of boofing he has no medical urban dictionary uh boofing inserting drugs or having some (laughs) someone (laughs) inserting drugs or having someone insert drugs into your body through your anus better experience is allowing someone to blow the substance inside you with a straw what
2: (laughs) you just needed the video
0: It's okay. We
1: actually, you said that about the last one, and it's it's like so, doing great. So, so wait the the problem. So you know what the problem? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of there's a lot of obvious problems with putting drugs up your butt, but okay. there's um one major problem, and it's that uh your your butt does not have the ability, or I guess you could argue has some ability to it. It doesn't have a real vomit reflex. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. Right. So it's like. If you, dr- you overdrink, you'll throw it up. Right. Whereas, like, the problem is if you do it the other way, you just pass out, and then you keep Die. getting drunker while you're unconscious, and then that's it. So, wait, this is a bad thing, right? <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> well, I mean, why would you want to get drunker when you're asleep? That doesn't make any sense. It's just... <laughs> natural has no idea how to have fun (laughs) (laughs) i'm just it's alcoholic i'm trying to be like economical with the alcohol will oh right 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 Like that just doesn't make sense hey the other
2: old wives tale too i I don't know if you heard this when you were in college but don't break the seal
1: oh that Mm -hmm. i've had arguments with people that that's it's
2: real there's a basis for it really yeah so it it has to do with uh alcohol as a diuretic what is what is the tale mm. So the the tale is if don't break the seal means that if you need to like urinate and you've already had like, I don't know, four or five shots, and then you're continuing to drink and then you go to the bathroom to take a leak, what's going to happen throughout the rest of the night is that every 10 minutes, you're going to have to go back to the bathroom to take another leak. And so if you don't take that first leak and you hold it in, then your body doesn't force you to urinate every 10 minutes. So that's don't break the seal. Uh, it, it's actually. Wheels, it's like, um, it, it is a real. thing. I don't think
0: I've ever heard that.
2: Really?
0: Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Kevin, so like for, <laughs> not from pee? all your drinking buddies. If you pee while you're drinking early on, no, no you'll just not continue. at the same time necessarily. If you and your friends are holding each other's penises while peeing while drinking, you'll have to. That's something. That's something
1: completely re- different. <laughs> like I said, Nigel just
0: doesn't know how to have a good time. Um, that's true. You'll have to continuously pee. Like you'll pee with higher frequency. Yeah. So that like
2: the, like some people say like it, it's an old wives tale, but there's a, there's a medical basis to it in terms of, um, anti hormone. Hmm. So, uh, it, it's, I was actually going to talk about it, uh, in detail on, on my second channel, but it, it basically what happens is when you, uh, break the seal. So to say you take that first urination, um, your, uh, Antidiuretic hormone levels decrease, and so that increases the amount of diuretic potential that comes from mm. the alcohol, and so that's what causes the urination every ten minutes after you you take the first leak. So there is some basis in terms of like a like a really strong basis, like kind of not really because uh, the other thing that you need to remember is that like how, however much um, like alcohol you drink like you'll want to drink like an equal amount of water so like if you drink a cup of beer ideally you'd want to drink at least an equal amount cup of water if you have a shot you would need to have uh the same volume of water equal to the beer not the shot so that way then you prevent the headache and part of the headache is from dehydration um part of it not 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 the whole thing
1: i just crazy I feel like part of it, it, it's one of those things where sometimes you have a friend who says or complains about something that happens to them medically, and you're just like, I have no idea what you're talking That's about. That's Nigel. No, no, I mean, you just, whatever, we're moving on. So, thinking about your um, bunions. Bunions? What are you talking
0: about? <laughs> and talking? The, the, the wiener problem?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: that's a joke.
1: <laughs> Nigel has no um, problems with his penis. So, yeah, to be clear, that's a joke. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> um, no, I'm saying because I've had friends who would tell me that we've I, you would talk with some friends going, "Oh yeah, if you break the seal, like, like the night's done." Then you have other friends who drink a lot going, "I have no idea what you're talking about." So it's like I feel like if there is a medical basis, it might also be where. Maybe some people, their antidiuretic hormone doesn't decrease or something or as much.
2: Yeah. I mean, th- there's like a lot of like inter-individual variability. Yeah. And so it's, so like-, it's like
1: it yeah. might be true for like the people who experience it, but then the people who don't just don't have that mechanism going on. So it's not just a psychological thing. I feel like just, none of my friends think were insightful
0: enough to make these kinds of observations. They would just get drunk and, and fight like street signs and palm trees and each <laughs> other.
2: It's the best. I mean, that
0: sounds pretty fun. <laughs> it's
2: the, like I, I, I just like I remember college. Getting in a fight
0: with people. a palm tree and a jack-in-the-box drive-thru.
2: <laughs> we had palm trees when I was in college. Going to school in the Midwest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, I want to... I want to say one other thing about the moonshine stuff. Yeah. So what I think is kind of crazy, too, is like even now, there's a lot of people who are afraid of like, I just it's funny how like you said that, like, Will, you were saying that you um, looked into making moonshine. or Did you make it? I did when I was in okay. high school, yeah. And like Bernard, did you ever make any? No. Okay. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's legal to admit it where you guys. No, are. I mean technically, actually, I don't
0: know the rules. I think you're not supposed to drink it, but like if personal you're
1: consumption. It... I mean, like there's nothing
2: they can do. It's, it's unlawful for sale, so it's like but
1: there are certain states I think that are just straight up. You can't even own distillation equipment. Oh, like technically, that's not allowed. Um, but either way. I tech one of my first projects I ever did before YouTube was distilling uh, alcohol. California, it is you not. You can kind of I don't know if you can see my still is back there. I use it as a it code. It's not now.
0: legal to distill alcohol in California without a permit. Distilling yeah. alcohol intended for human consumption without a permit is illegal. So I committed a crime. <laughs>
1: But what's the statute of limitations? You got away hope, with
0: it. I hope that it's, <laughs> I hope we're past that. If not, date. just
1: postpone the posting of this episode. Can you
0: imagine going to jail for like what was probably 12 ounces of ethanol?
1: <laughs> you're supposed to downplay it. Say, say one ounce. <laughs> one one Basic, ounce. It was ounces, basically a milliliter. One ounce of ethanol. <laughs> um, But no, even when I was doing it, people would comment saying, oh, aren't you afraid you're going to die of methanol poisoning? And I was like, a, I'm not even really drinking it. But I was like, B, you have to be really not paying attention. To It's like you filling a cup with pure methanol. I don't even know how you would mess that up.
0: Does it taste like, the same? Like, does it smell and taste the same as ethanol? Oh,
1: the stuff that comes over first smells horrible. Like, it's, You probably you would gets, notice
0: maybe something's wrong.
1: There's stuff called ethyl acetate, which is like a con- combination of ethanol. And when ethanol gets oxidized to acetic acid, it combines and it, ethyl acetate as nail polish remover i hate the smell but it's like when you the first stuff coming over i should see what ethyl acetate boils at
2: i mean so. a- acetate is what the the vinegar and then like glacial yeah. acetic acid smells awful i will never Ye- forget that smell it glacial?
1: is glacial it's well, more well pure it's like it's just pure vinegar
0: yeah. um i smelled pure vinegar once pure acetic acid it I was rip like your nose apart yeah i told. I, I think i shared the story I was was in college in a chem 101 class oh yeah and it rips you apart i was like oh acetic acid like that's just vinegar i wonder what it smells mm. like and i i then i that's when i learned that vinegar is like five percent acetic acid <laughs> yeah. and I, I actually am pretty sure that it did do permanent damage to my i've
1: to my nose. done it before it it really opens up your
0: sinuses my smell has always been kind of bad since that smell. oh no
1: was that before, uh,
2: or after they drilled your... Uh...
1: That was before, so who knows? Uh, was I wasn't going to say. Either way, the first stuff that comes over is horrible tasting and smelling. So it's like, I don't know how you would even mess that up. Also, if you're distilling like a liter of ethanol, I think you get like... If you start with pure sugar, you get like maybe five mils of methanol. Not even. I think you get like Do you a... Think... You'd have to be actually intentionally trying to drink pure methanol and not even paying attention to what you're doing. And if you just you think collected it all in one container, you'd be fine. Is there something
0: that can be done during the like the brewing process to make more methanol? Like, like more why would methanol? they say that the bathtub? Um, so if you want
1: to make methanol, there's a there's a method. A method. For uh, <laughs> you want to know? So yeah. the only thing that actually makes methanol. So Technically, if you ferment pure sugar, you should get zero methanol because okay. chemically, there is no ability to turn the sugar into methanol for the by the yeast they can't they don't cleave the carbons and make them smaller like their fermentation the the yeast start with glucose or well sucrose, and they they cut the sugar, they take the parts of the sugar they metabolize it, and the final product is glucose Sorry, it's glucose alcohol okay so it's like they Or ethanol. They cannot make methanol. To get methanol, you actually have to put in... um, I mean, maybe there's like some magic... Like 0.1% that magically makes it to become methanol. To get methanol, it's mostly from a sugar called... Like from pectins. So it's A a type of sugar that's... I think it's a lot of it's in grapes. And I forget what they are. But it's a sugar. I forget which sugar it is. It might be cellulose but it's methylated so it starts cleaving these methyl groups off and that's where the methyl the methanol comes from like the the okay. yeast isn't even really making the methanol this so is you think if I you
0: know. if you were like creating a mash in, you to be careful uh, with the pectins. open bathtub but you did it with just sugar
1: you're also you, gonna you, get like vinegar and stuff too so you, why Well, you get derivatives of ethanol and like I said, you'll get some longer chain stuff because I don't really know why. It's not a super like perfectly clean process, but it's like if you go with pure sugar, you basically shouldn't even be making methanol because when I did it, I think, like I said, out of a liter of ethanol, that's like pure ethanol, you'd get, I would just for good measure collect 10 mils of junk, but it stayed, I don't even think it ever stopped at 65C. It just kept going no Like it just never, you, you. I just kept it, I collected 10 mils because I'm like, just to be careful. Uh, but I don't, I think it's the, this is all my, like, you know, don't quote me on do, do any of this. It, do this you is, think it was from like 12 the open, year old information, the open
0: fermentation, or do you think it was from just improper distillation?
1: It might be from the sugars they used. So maybe they like,
0: they put weird stuff in there, but then also bottled it like directly from like in order of the distillation, like they would first, second, third, like they were taking it and collecting it in real time. Yeah.
1: I mean that was like the classic problem. Um so methanols produced during fermentation by the hydrolysis of naturally occurring pectin in the however you pronounce it, in the wart.
0: Yeah. Or they call it wart for distillation. Yeah,
1: it's methanols formed when fermenting beverages high in pectins like grapes and berries. Like, Mash is not... a mixture
0: of grains and water steamed mm. together Wart is a liquid product of mashing process Okay, so I guess it's all kind of the same thing Like you're not
1: going to get it from just pure cane sugar um, So that's what I was What I also wanted to say was Nowadays, every so often you hear about Mostly in India uh, People unfortunately dying of methanol poisoning And when you I, I remember being like, how did that even happen? And the reason is because People literally bought methanol And put it in Oh, God. That's for some of the cases because if you, if you sell your moonshine, and that's why I made a joke. Ju- it's a terrible joke, but if you, if you do slip in a little bit of methanol, you can put in less ethanol and make your alcohol seem stronger. You cut and it. And people won't notice. That's like what – so I was reading some articles. So people would try to be like, hey, instead of – we'll say it's 80%, but we'll give them 70% and we'll make up the difference with like a little bit of methanol but then they screw up and people just get poisoned by it. Wow. People are creative.
0: <laughs> I love Wait. I, you, Michael and I recorded a podcast uh ages ago. We were going to do our own podcast where the concept was we were like we were the grunts of like a supervillain and we had to come up with ways of making some horrible machine that our boss had like given to us. And it kind of makes me realize that if you give people like a task, like no matter how sort of horrible the task is, they'll come up with crazy ideas. Like, how do you get drugs across, you know, like, you know, either like country borders or state lines or something? And it's like, what if we stick them in a bag and shove them up someone's ass? Like, people are crazy, dude. I mean, that I think is the lower um i know just imagine imagine how much cool stuff they do i bet you they've cut people open like like cutting a like a corpse open man do you think anyone's ever come through here alive with bags of of drugs like in their stomach like in their in their like not inside of their organs but like in their the cavity like they've cut them open and filled them open probably
1: people tried everything
0: i i mean this kind of goes back to like you
2: don't want your client's dead right like if you want to have that person yeah big. but if
1: you're like a mule
0: though like if you're someone who's like just carrying stuff i feel like they care less about you like it's so much money at that point like it's so focused that i feel like they're willing to sacrifice somebody
1: i just don't know how much how much drugs you can actually move in one single person what is the densest drug per dollar is it like acid
0: or lsd or something
1: uh well dentist you mean like most potent i guess
0: yeah well no it's like most valuable well I guess potent is kind of fentanyl so like Fentanyl is one what? of them. So like the highest like dollar super, per gram.
2: So fentanyl, uh like for the I, I don't know how I know this by the way, but uh so typically <laughs> they, they don't like fentanyl's like a contaminant at this point. Like yeah. people, don't, people don't want it, uh generally. Like if, if they can get like just a regular like opioid. Mm that's not synthetic like that so fentanyl
1: is like the methanol of alcohol but what you do i guess i mean i remember here i don't know if it was the there's a sting operation they heard people on the phone or something they recorded the conversation because what people started doing most people yes it's a contaminant they don't want it and a lot of people here at least in canada i think most of the fentanyl overdoses are just it was contaminated in something but
0: is fentanyl used like isn't that what they killed that one kid with like the Ela, I don't remember his name, but isn't that is that what they do? They actually use it medically.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. I've, I've had fentanyl yeah. in the hospital. What does it do? It's a painkiller. It messes you up, man. So it's it, so no, so,
2: It's a painkiller. They, they administer it through a transdermal patch in the hospital,
0: and it just kind of shuts you down and makes you not feel pain. Like,
2: yeah, although it's short-acting, so like a lot of times they might uh, elect to go with like uh, one of the other opioids, Hmm. but I think that's kind of limited. I I mean, we're in a period now where like pain management is like, it's tough because like pain management guidelines have become like super strict. So like legitimate pain patients are just like hurting all the time. And then it it, it goes to the point where like you're holding their pain medicine, like because of the sentiment of opioid addiction. Right. So now, Like if you, if you went back 30 years to like the nineties, like early nineties, like they were a lot more liberal in giving pain medicine. Like, Oh, you have a little bit of pain. Okay. Let's <laughs> let this whole bottle of Norco or Vicodin. Right. Uh, but right. it's definitely a lot more like tightly held now. Uh, and like, that's unfortunate for like actual pain patients who are really hurting. Right. So it's like, but what, what's the balance? Like we've swung one way we're going to swing yeah. back and I just don't know what it's going to look like and when, so.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of experienced that I sort of like have, I think I've talked about this before, like always had like the sinus issues and kind of like the head fogginess. And, you know, like at one point, I thought, you know, I, I still think it might be like some sort of like attention deficit. Um, I don't know, I feel like people that watch the videos probably would agree with me because it's just like very squirrel brain a lot of the times. And I talked to my general practitioner, because it was really hard to talk to like a psychiatrist. And I definitely felt that kind of energy of of like it was almost like like the he was very much like oh it's a, like a you're looking for a stimulant and it was me trying to like explain like hey this is what i think but it was very like accusatory so i could definitely see how much worse that could be with like the opiates where it's like here's someone who thinks they need something and they're trying to tell the doctor but the doctor's actually not going to give it to them because they think that they're there for other reasons so then it's like how do you actually tell somebody how do you how do you justify giving somebody something? Mm-hmm. If you are suspicious of everything, but the only way you could ever justify giving to them is if they have symptoms, but you don't believe their symptoms, because you're suspicious of everything they say. And so now it's like, it's impossible to get it unless it's like a 100% un like, absolutely believable agony, or they're just like screaming and like bleeding and cut open where you can like visually see that they would be in pain. Like, that's a that's a shitty problem. Yeah, um but when i talked to the psychiatrist i told him i said hey like somebody you know let gave me one Mm. and it worked really well like i was able to do work that i had been like postponing because i like just tend to sort of like run in circles like i like touch a million different things at the same time and don't actually finish any of them um and he was like he was like perfect well it seems like it works for you so let's try that for a month and then i asked him for like a lower dosage extended release version of it so it's not like
1: I mean, as doesn't hit you as hard.
0: Yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like I don't like I just don't like the idea of having to take medication. So it's like if I can make it as.
1: So my question is, at the same time that you are taking these, you know, these little pills, are you yeah. trying to change your behavior in any way yes. to make? Oh, yeah, okay. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I installed. Because I was going to say that's bad if you just. No, no, I did. I what Mm. I would
0: do, what I do is if I like when I, because I I try also not to take every day. It's like maybe four days a week. Um, I'll I'll block. I'll use a domain blocker and I'll block a bunch of different websites. And so it's like I can't. Because you'll just kind of get sucked into something. You'll kind of just like, I don't want to say lose track of time, but you'll kind of just focus on things for longer than you normally can focus on. Mm. Um, so it's all block all sorts of domains. Because I have like a very bad habit of like like opening the fridge door, except it's like Reddit or Twitter. I actually deleted Twitter from my phone. It's a big brain.
1: I just I don't know. It's like I've always thought that I had some sort of attention issue, but it's like I've always felt that it was possible to manage a lot of it by just doing things differently. I tried. It's still I mean, it's it's not like perfect,
0: but yeah. Part of it, I think I, I still don't I still have no idea if it's like self-inflicted, like if it's just my environment that causes me to be like unable to focus on things.
1: I, um, I find that for me, my level of focus or my lack of focus is directly <clears throat> correlated to how much stuff I have to do. So it's like yeah. when I feel like I have a lot of stuff I need to do. This happened the other day, just like as you were talking about, it reminded me it's like I would be. I go on the computer because I'm like, okay, I need to go on here and pay this bill. And like 20 minutes later, I'm like on a website signing up for something, doing something. I'm like, why am I even Mm -hmm. on the computer? But it wasn't like I was doing nothing. I wasn't actually just like watching YouTube videos. You just forgot. Dude, I started making lists. I started making lists. But that's only for small tasks, like the major tasks I remember. But like for when I get overwhelmed by small stuff, I'll start one and be like, oh, I had to do this. And then I just, I'll just be gone for like.
0: Yeah. What do you, I mean, Bernard, do you think it's, is it like environmental? <clears throat> is it like, you know, psychiatric? Is it a combination of both? Because I, I feel like there's a lot of medical stuff that is like very complicated where it might actually be a combination of sort of everything in that.
2: In I, different yeah, environment I think you might. combination hypothesis is probably the best. I'll just tell you from like my personal experience mm. is that like the computer is probably like the worst thing uh, for Ever. attention. And it's yeah. like, it, it's it's interesting because it's like, the computer is supposed to help us get more done in a short amount of time, but yet sometimes you feel like you've gotten nothing done at all, and you've sat on the computer for six
0: hours, and it's like. Have you it, ever had your internet go out while you're like working on stuff? Have you ever had that happen? Like your ISP goes down.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you feel like those moments allow you to be really productive? Um, yes
2: and no, because if I'm still sitting on the computer and like still like doing um, like the normal stuff like editing or like writing, I'll yeah. still get sidetracked on like silly stuff. Like you'll notice like one thing here, one thing there. And so like, it, even when I'm like writing my, for my videos, like it, I actually found, like there was a couple videos in 2020 where I wrote them by hand with a pen <laughs> and like on paper, yeah. like I wrote the it's entire stay thing
0: away out. from a screen.
2: Yeah, and so it's like it, there's uh, there's something to be said about like in the first hour of when you wake up, don't look at a phone, don't look mm. at a computer, and like your day is like starting off a little bit better. Whereas if the first thing you do like after you like press like stop on your alarm is like to browse Twitter, like I've noticed that if if I do that, my entire day's gone.
1: So yeah, I have a commentary on this. One thing I was going to say because you're asking if the internet goes out. I've directly correlated when the power goes out. I feel I like I'm cured of all of my stress <laughs> and I suddenly don't have any constant because it's like all of the worries and everything are gone. And it's like, uh-huh. suddenly I'm at peace. My mind is at rest. So I kind of like it when the power goes out, but I wanted to comment on what, uh, like of what Bernard was saying. Um, I find that the more I use things, I don't know how to describe like things that, I don't know how to describe it. It's like that you're constantly seeking out like the next piece of information. So like whether it's Twitter, anything with infinite scrolling, yeah. even, I mean, YouTube to a lesser extent, but like any platform that you're constantly having to search for new content, even though it's fed to you, but like you're still kind of searching for like it. TikTok, Twitter. Yeah, it puts Reddit. your mind in this like, I mean, it's the, I mean, people say like, instant gratification but i find it makes you it makes my mind work quicker because it's like i'm constantly trying to i don't know how to really describe it
0: it's a uh, you're, you're stimulating yourself you're like yeah like yourself, you're constantly you're, like you're bored you're not bored Dude, derek has a great video that i really like about being
1: bored so i found you two things you don't want to be bored i found two things yeah. if you go to bed and even just looking at anything like twitter TikTok any of those platforms, Instagram, checking messages, anything, for like 10 minutes before I go to sleep, my entire sleep is worse. Yeah. Versus if I just don't and so instead I'll just go on my phone, but I'll just read like a Wikipedia page. But I even find searching for a Wikipedia page ruins my sleep. So it's like I have to just choose one and I'll just it's like reading a book. Like you can just read one thing where you're not like searching for the next piece of content. Um yeah.
2: So I just one thing. So like when, when I lecture to students, um, mm-hmm. at like, like a, after college, so we're looking at like medical schools, pharmacy schools, when I lecture to students, I, I've noticed that like they're all on iPads, mm-hmm. right? at least when we could still mm-hmm. do like in-person lectures and like on iPad. What I noticed is that uh, and, and this even happens for me, too, is that studying slides off an iPad is inferior <laughs> To studying Mm -hmm. slides like actually on paper, Hmm. and like that was that was something that I noticed is that like when the New England Journal comes, I get the print version of New England Journal, and like I read that one because when I'm on like when I'm staring at a screen, like after like a couple sentences, like my eyes start to drift Mm -hmm. and like my mind starts to wander, and I'm like, what am I thinking about? Like what what's going on? Rather than if you like have an actual like piece of paper
0: in front of you, like. You, can you can't change the it. paper. Like that's it. Like you can you yeah. just look at it. There's no, you can't swipe. You can't fly, like, open a different app or anything.
1: No, exactly. You're, you're fixed on it. And it's like the, all, all you can do is turn a page, but that's only when you get to that point. So I find you're not, yeah, there's no, nothing going in your mind being like, what could I find something better? I don't know. It's like, you just, you're, huge you're in the moment of, holding whatever you're like, reading. I
0: like rigid systems. Like I like systems that only do one thing. And they have like a very clear set of rules. Like, Like if you're gonna, you know, like wake up in the morning and not go on your phone, I like to just literally maybe have a phone that just doesn't even let me use it. Like actually, like I physically cannot do it. Like if I go to a website, I literally cannot go. It will not let me go to the website. Stuff that like forces my behavior to change so that it almost like creates that kind of sense of relief of like, oh, I don't have that escape. You know, it's like your internet or your power being out. It's like, I can't actually do that thing. So you don't even try um, did I tell you about my the invention I wanted to do? The wall, the, you know, like a, like a outdoor light timer where you crank the light timer and it lets light on for like 20 minutes. I wanna get one of those hooked up to a, like a domain blocker where there's like a, a little like panel on a wall in the you know, other side of the house where it's got like, let's say six switches and each one is a different domain, like, you know, Twitter, Reddit, um, YouTube, uh, Pornhub. Um, <laughs> and you go and you twist the dial, the timer, And for that amount of time, it will open the domain. And so the domains are default blocked until you actually crank the dial physically. And it's done at a network level. So it's much more difficult to like get around it. And so I can essentially try to force myself to have to make a physical effort to open up these websites so that I can look at them for some, you know, 15, 20 minutes of time. And then at the end of that, it shuts down. So it's like, it's a physical barrier. I don't know. I feel like I do really well in situations like that.
2: The other thing it's, I was thinking mm. of is that like, it, it's not necessarily the apps on like, like when the students are looking at slides on an iPad, I feel mm. like, like sometimes like they're in the library and there's no Wi-Fi, like they used yeah. to connect and then they don't have cellular. And I feel like there's, um, the refresh on the screen is like, it's blinking 60 or 120 or 85, however many Hertz mm. it's blinking. I feel like, like that's a frequency that when you have paper, like it, it's not refreshing. So it, mm. it's like it's not blinking, it, it, like literally blinking in your face. Like you can actually see like actual words, and so like without that blinking, I feel like there is still some element of like is there like can we can we see it like mm. like, it, like a subtle see?
0: stimuli of the screen almost like triggering some weird visual response because of the the flickering, yeah,
2: right. Like, that was something that I was thinking of because it was like, I mean, I remember like a long time ago when like you would study on like a laptop, I just, I couldn't focus. And it was like, I still didn't have internet or anything, but like, I just needed the printout version. And so like, I just have like this giant stack of like lecture notes or whatever. And like, you just like hauling paper everywhere all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just I feel like sometimes I feel kind of like, you know, like, the oh, I don't have ADHD, like, I don't have any problems. And I am like, you know, because I just I feel like everyone's like, that. like, no, I don't have any of these issues. And it's like, do I actually do I not like, I feel like an idiot, like, you know, asking a psychiatrist, like telling him, you know, like, I having an issue with these things. Like, I don't, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, cause then people are like, well, everyone has ADHD. Like everyone just thinks that they have ADHD. And it's like, well, what is it even like, is it that external factor? Like, cause when we were doing this, this Mr. Beast project, like I didn't, I don't think I took any of, of the medication because it was like, I, there was only one thing I could work on. There was no distractions. There was nothing else other than I had to do this thing. And it like, and it was, it was kind of like almost, I'm like the most at ease when I have like, something almost stressful but on rails where it's like i have to do this thing and i know how to do it and i just can only do it like i can't spend time on youtube i can't spend time on reddit because i have to like panic and finish this like i have to make this happen so and so So I don't know. I just like I didn't I didn't need anything there because it was like I was purely focused on that. It's almost like if you're in the wrong environment, If I'm in the wrong environment and there's I have too many decisions decisions to make or I don't want to work on something and there's nothing forcing me to. That's when everything just like dissolves and I have no self-control anymore. and I can't focus on things.
1: I was going to say in my professional psychiatric opinion. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like you. You have a I don't know it's like the problem is obviously you're procrastinating a lot and I feel yeah. like you have to uh figure out Geek what up. the if you yeah like what is leading to that procrastination yeah and it's like if you feel you're very stressed out about an idea or like a project that you don't want to work on it makes sense why you wouldn't work on right it. <laughs> You know what I mean You know, like you know what I'm
0: going to do after this after we record this, I'm going to go probably play Warzone with people who are like, oh, who's gaming tonight?
1: And I'm like, I'll game because I don't want to work on it. I don't want to work on anything. <laughs> so like, because I, it's, it's, I feel like a lot of doing YouTube is just conquering your own procrastination tendencies <laughs> and avoidance. Because uh, almost every right. project, you feel like there's something daunting about it that just kind of scares you. Um, yeah. But I feel the like, unknown. I definitely do feel like, When I pile too much stuff on, I don't do anything because the problem is, and I thought about this, is each task takes, let's say, several hours to do, but you're so stressed about the other ones that you can't focus on any individual one because you feel like if you put in several hours into this one, you're falling behind on the other one. So your response is to put no time into any of them. And like, I find I do that. So it's like, when I have like five things that I really mm-hmm. have to cover, I just, I'm yeah. only able to like do my laundry.
0: The bigger the mountain, <laughs> the less work you do. What? Bernard was kind of saying, he was saying that he's like trying to do a, another channel and this and that. And I'm just like, like this is last podcast <laughs> with you. And I'm like, God, it sounds like that's exactly the thing that I like try to,
1: that I know kills me. is like trying to do too many things makes me do less things. So like yeah no no like when it really stacks up i mean it's a pretty well-known thing like you just get paralyzed because you feel like any a a step in any direction is away from where all the other places you need to go so you're kind of just you just stay you just stand still
0: Uh uh-huh
1: and like i find Mm -hmm. that when i'm in that position i'm stressed about doing everything but i will literally do nothing for like an hour and that's when i kind of decide my way of getting around it is choose the tasks that I can just not do in the next few weeks. And then I'll choose, I'll prioritize one and be like, I'm just not doing the others right now. That's otherwise that's you what just get stuck.
0: When I took uh the Adderall or the pieces of the Adderall my friend gave me was like mm. I I was able to just sort of forget or ignore or feel less bad about all the other things I was supposed to do and work on this one thing without like pulling away from it. Mm. And even though that one thing wasn't like mission critical, which is insulating the garage ceiling, I was still like accomplishing something. Yeah, you know, like I don't know. It's some. It's I just. It's hard to explain. Like the no, I know the weird, like the prioritization of like oh I have to do this, but I have to also do that, and then you. It's like almost like the further away you step away from one, the more bad you feel about it. And so you, then you go back, and I just you end up doing like this, and then you you get nothing done. So you know, the way
1: or no go ahead bernard
2: i was just gonna say like the like some of the stuff that you are describing is familiar to me but Mm. it's familiar to me in the youtube sense (laughs) in terms of like like being uh like at the hospital or like the full-time work right um the tasks are a lot shorter and so it's like there's a lot more of them but they're shorter whereas like when i'm thinking about like filming a video and doing the narration Mm. like I know the narration will take a whole day. Like I'm going to, I'm going to finish like full-time work. And it's going to be like five 30. I'm going to have to set up the camera and then I'm going to narrate till midnight. Right. And it's Mm. like, like, like that's a daunting task. And it's like, you know, but it's like when you're doing like full-time work and you know, you're on like, you're doing these phone calls and you know, you're, you know, writing like responses, like, and then doing like some of the research stuff, like, like nominations, like whatever, like that kind of stuff is like, it, it, it's like shorter. And I, I guess like the, the, the burden is not centralized onto you. And so it's like, you know, you you have like some responsibility and task to do what needs to be done from your end, but the team is huge, right? So it's like, right. well, everyone from all different regions need to be able to, you know, be doing their contributions. And so it's like, when you have it like that, I would say like like what what you're both describing is like the daunting part of YouTube and producing a video because, you know, like when that camera's on, like whatever that camera is pointed on, like there's potentially millions of people looking at it and like they're going to scrutinize every little part of it. And like what you're shooting is like one like frame of the video and there's going to be so many other frames. You're going to have to edit it. Like you're going to have
0: to incorporate. You have to like try to tell a story, write. and like the worst job you do on camera, the harder it is while editing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so like what you're describing, I I think it, it might be familiar
2: to some people watching uh, this particular podcast, but it might be completely unfamiliar to other people. Like like I used like my very first job in uh, in high school was retail, right? So it's like when you're doing like cashier stuff. Like when you say like there's different uh, tasks that might be daunting, well, what would be daunting to somebody in that role is like when you're done doing backup cashier, you're gonna have to go into the back room and mm. start scanning stuff to load onto right. a pallet, right? And like, that's your daunting task. And like to them, like they'll still get it done. And like, it's not like paralyzing them. But when it comes to like creative work, I feel like yeah. there's so many things where you're just yeah. like, there's everything's no Everything's an happening.
0: unknown. Yeah. Literally everything's an unknown. Like I, the only way I can describe making YouTube videos Um, at least the way that I do it now, which is like, probably not the best way to do it is like, imagine someone gives you like a thousand piece puzzle that comes with 10,000 pieces and there's no picture and it can go together in a variety of orders and you have to figure out how to do it. And there's no right answer. And if you put it together and there's a piece that doesn't fit now, you got to like pull that chunk out and try to rearrange stuff so you can get them all to fit. And it's just like, it just, there's, it's too many choices.
2: Yeah. And then when it's done, it looks completely different than what you imagined at the beginning. Uh Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You never answered. Would you rather me eat the chicken nugget that's been sitting out overnight, <laughs> or a chicken nugget that's been sitting out for eight months in a hot car?
2: Uh, that's a good question. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess by the time you get to eight months, uh, I don't know how much bacteria is left on it. Like maybe I think that's the safe level. option.
0: So the good news is, actually. Uh, this would be great. We should do this, Nigel. Oh no! Do you actually I have? I have an eight-month-old chicken nugget. Oh no! In no.
1: my car. Don't
0: do it.
2: Don't do and it. The thing
1: is, we- Alan has ate the overnight chicken nugget. He just what needs if to we eat do- the eight-month-old one. And- should we do that? What, what
0: would you test for? Like toxicology? Like, could you send a you sample do, like, to a toxicologist?
1: Materials to send- oh, no. You could do so a pretty you- easy like agar plate, right?
0: No, but not on the eight-month one. The eight-month one is just going to be whatever toxins are left by whatever bacteria.
2: I don't even know what you would test on like a chicken nugget. You, like I would say you'd probably just want to see if there's any like living organisms on it, like bacteria or <laughs> eight, eight months, though. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it, it's like it has, <laughs> it has the breading. Right. And then the breading yeah. and then and the actual meat. We mu-
1: I honestly it might even be pushing 12 months now. That but the thing old. is, that I think I saw the nugget. You don't see any. It looks like just a regular nugget. It's like aerogel. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, arrow yeah. nugget. Sure? <laughs> it is. It's like very light
0: and stiff.
2: Uh, oh god! Yeah. I mean, All I right.
0: I think we got our answer. Bernard is leaning towards the eight-month-old chicken nugget <laughs> or twelve-month-old chicken nugget. I, I that's that's my gut feeling too. Because I mean, after eating, my I'll question I'll is: What happened to the meat? Like, I, I mean, I get it's mechanically separated
2: chicken, so it's like, like bits yeah. piece gibbs i i don't know if that's what you would call it
0: but
2: uh, i i like what happened to the meat like is it
0: i i think it dehydrated dehydrates. i think it becomes like of just a scaffold of the proteins and cells that just are dehydrated and it, it becomes a dry sponge <laughs> it, I yeah do
2: that. I, I guess you, I you try to Grow, like grow a culture and then see what what's on there uh in terms of toxins toxins might be a little bit harder to try to find because like the bacterial strains might secrete something um but i feel like
1: you're probably not gonna have like um toxin problems now like it's, it's not... probably just the bacteria stuff like unless you have some really weird because the nugget's still there right i bet you the nugget is like borderline sterile it, it could be. I mean, I, I
2: don't know if, if like if it's created a condition for itself that it couldn't grow like bacteria on it, um, because like, there, dryness there be, like a preservative on it.
0: Yeah, uh, I think
1: like preservatives plus just being that dry, like dryness is like a. But a you might big... have um, just like basically dried out the bacteria. But when it gets wet again, it just it just does it work? Like comes that? back to realize. life in your stomach. There's
0: probably some stuff that does work like that. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Safety Third podcast. This episode was brought to you by Dehydrated McDonald's. Maybe in the future, maybe I'll fly. We'll fly to Canada, to Nigel's lab, and do experiments with a twelve-month-old aerogel chicken. Nugget. I mean,
1: you. I would, besides you know, just looking at it and poking it, there's <laughs> so much I can do. I will eat. I I will take a bite. Eat it. it. I will do that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We'll we'll make it into a, a chubby emu Nile red video. This man
0: ate a 12-month-old a, a biology nuggets.
2: lab. Oh, is that 31-year-old man presenting? it's, <laughs> yeah, a, it's it, a 15-second video.
0: T- a one-year-old. And this is what happened, nugget. and and it's like nothing. He survived. Or we'll just the greatest one. chicken or... nugget he ever had. <laughs> it's like astronaut <laughs> ice cream, <laughs> but a chicken nugget. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Is that it?